faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. So how bad is the Democrats' internal polling? Level bloodbath. How can you tell? I wish I could see a copy. You can tell because something that's never in our lifetimes occurred just did. The New York Times ran an editorial, which means it was run by their editors, um, suggesting that Joe Biden announce he's not running for president in 2024. And that he really emphasized that, that he announced it right now. In the editorial, the columnist admitted that Joe Biden is, wait for it, alarmingly incoherent. Yes, it's their conservative, so-called conservative columnist, Brett Stevens, who merely plays a conservative in the pages of the New York Times. His function is mostly to criticize Trump and Republicans. But no matter, this got by the editors. This is what they're saying. He should not seek re-election in 2024, and he needs to announce his intentions as soon as possible so as to reinvigorate the Democrat Party and so potential contenders could begin making preparations to replace him. Interestingly, the column does not mention does not mention Kamala Harris as being one of them. The piece is called Biden should not run again and he should say he won't. And it gives you a window into how bad this is and what the left actually sees. They pretend they don't see this stuff, but they do. Stevens argued it would be liberating for the Biden presidency if he announced he won't run. It would energize the listless Democrat Party. Listless, to say the least. Yeah. And I guess they're hoping save them from a bloodbath in the midterms. He says, I put these questions bluntly because they need to be discussed candidly, not whispered constantly. This means this is being said in the New York Times newsroom. I can't believe this got by the editors, but it did. It won't do. He writes in the New York Times of Biden running again from some of his public appearances. Biden seems uneven. Often cogent, but sometimes alarmingly incoherent. What's the reason? I have no idea. Do his appearances, including the good ones, I'm not sure there have been any of those, but okay, inspire strong confidence that the president can go the distance in his current term to say nothing of the next? (laughs) No, he writes. How bad is what the New York Times is asking Biden to do? How bad is it actually? Newt Gingrich nails this. Crazy to suggest before he's finished his first year that he announced now that he'll be a lame duck for three years. The Democrats seized power in what amounts to an almost coup. And what they've done with that power in 11 months is so bad, the New York Times is saying, that it would be better for them to waste three years of that presidency they stole. Come on, we all know they did. It would be better for them to waste three years of that presidency they stole on lame duck status than to have the public think Biden might run again, that their brand of politics might live on. That tells you a lot. And it's great for freedom and our side. Well, you know what this means, folks? That the polling is a bloodbath. And as long as Biden's in place, there's no way to reverse it before the midterms. How else can you tell the Democrats' internal polling is a bloodbath right now? Best news I've had in a long time. Build Back Broke is dead. 
It would require us to print $3 trillion, the largest run on the printing press we've ever done. It would be the death knell for the dollar, virtually guaranteeing it will simply disintegrate into nothing. The moment it passes, America as you knew it is dead. That level of printing will not only decimate the dollar, it'll crash the economy and usher in a generation of economic, well, quite frankly, wasteland. But it's not going to pass, at least not anytime soon. MSNBC just declared it dead, at least for the end of the year and probably forever. Why? Because the Democrats are moving on to something else that indicates their internal polling is a bloodbath. Federal elections take over. What does that tell you? They can't win an honest election. One in which they can't use a copy machine to photocopy ballots. And that's exactly what the act would allow. It's called the We the People Act, but it wipes out almost all state laws requiring ID, both to register and to vote. It auto-registers anyone who comes in contact with the state government. So think DMV, uh, think any kind of welfare payment. Yep, auto-registered, even if you are not legally able to vote. Then it wipes out almost all the laws that create a chain Um, process for remote voting. So like if you want to vote absentee in most states, you have to request it in writing. Uh, You mail it to them. They mail it. They mail it back to you. You mail it back to them. It creates a chain of custody. Um, That's hard to do when you're flooding the zone with photocopied uh, or otherwise printed ballots that are fake. So you need to wipe that out. The bill does. And it gets rid of almost all felony-level repercussions for voter fraud, since they're clearly planning to commit a lot of it. This is their new move. And they've got a backstop, too, because it's called the We the People Act. It's so important to the Democrats that when Nancy Pelosi took over, it was the first bill filed. It's literally H.R. 1. One problem, and it's the same problem they have with Build Back Broke. Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, a state Trump won by double digits, is saying, no, not that version. He is, though, open to some kind of voter reform, i.e. allowing the Democrats to do some level of voter fraud. We'll see what they come up with. But what's the backstop for all of this? In other words, if the Democrats can't get this through the Senate, it's a DOJ or White House directed takeover of federal elections. MSNBC already gave up the game last week. Here's a rough description of how it will work. This is an emergency. And I know this is something that hasn't been done in 50, 60 years. But you know what happened when the federal government said, hey, Brown versus Board of Education, we've got to integrate schools. They sent troops. They sent federal officials to places that said, you will let black children into school. This administration can say, we have concerns about how elections are being conducted in this particular state. We're going to send officials down there. We're going to send election observers. If we think that people's civil rights are being violated, we will do a federal takeover. I know lots of people are going to scream about this. The right wing is going to scream. This is what the federal government is supposed to do. If states are violating people's civil rights, you're supposed to step in. And we know perfectly well that the courts alone are not going to be good enough for this because by the time this gets up to the handmaid and all those other people hiding in the Supreme Court, they're going to say that what Texas is doing is fine. So in order for this government, for the Biden administration to save next year's elections, they're going to have to get aggressive and they're going to have to get creative. Sorry about the clicking in that audio. That was in the original MSNBC broadcast. But yeah. You're seeing what they're talking about. They've got to get their hands on elections. This is if, if folks, if they don't improve their public perception as a party, this is this is a potential to be generational. This has the t- potential to be that level of a disaster. They can't 
let a showing like that at the polls, like the one they just took in Virginia, uh, occur nationwide. It would show how discredited their ideology is. They just can't let it happen. What's another sure sign that the Democrats' internal polling as a party is a bloodbath? And understand what the, the polls you see, those aren't the real numbers. I guarantee it's worth inside, and you can tell by how they're acting. Like what they just did. Force marched San Francisco Mayor London Breed, who wasn't liking a minute of it, to the podium to declare that she's actually going to fight crime. This is Nancy Pelosi's district. It's also the home of the San Francisco Chronicle, which just a couple of weeks ago actually ran a tweet and a story asking if burglars should not be arrested. In other words, if the onus should be put on property owners to better barricade their homes because nobody wanted to actually arrest these people. That's the mentality in San Fran. They love criminals. They love smash and grabs. But the visuals coming out day in and day out on Fox News, and then the video makes its way across the Internet, so those who don't watch Fox on TV see it. The visuals coming out of San Fran and areas like that are killing the Democrats. Here's how you know. They forced marched San Fran Mayor London Breed out to say this. Listen to how she preferences it. You can tell this is practically a hostage situation. You just can't see the knife to her throat. She begins by saying, well, the idea of actually enforcing, you know, laws against criminals is going to make all you here in San Fran uncomfortable, but we're going to have to do it because elections. Listen to this. This is a remarkable white flag coming from the Democrats, and it can only be driven by bad internal polling. What I'm proposing today and what I will be proposing in the future will make a lot of people uncomfortable. And I don't care. We are past the point where what we see is even remotely acceptable. It's time that the reign of criminals who are destroying our city, it is time for it to come to an end. Listen to what she's saying there. She's saying for me and for my like-minded Marxist lunatic constituents who are full, you know, Pink Floyd, dark side of the moon, uh, actually arresting people who break into their homes makes them deeply uncomfortable. This is a nod to them. But what she's saying is, yeah, but the national parties told me if we continue having these visuals out of San Fran, uh, we're going to not get elected, like not next year and maybe not ever. So uh, we're going to have to crack down for a while. That's what she's saying. What I'm proposing today and what I will be proposing in the future will make a lot of people uncomfortable. And I don't care. We are past. Notice what she's not doing there. She's not pledging at all to go after anything or anyone that's actually causing this, namely the bail laws in California, which made it a misdemeanor to, you know, to steal anything basically under 900 bucks. They just let you right out the door and then you could go do another just under 900 buck one later in the afternoon. She's not proposing to get rid of any of that. The Democrats are just window dressing here in hopes that if they condemn it, they won't be tarred with it. Nancy Pelosi just did a similar thing. She condemned the crime, which for the Dems is a big no-no. Crime is awesome. Crime is the ultimate expression of redistribution. Marxists love crime. This is why the San Francisco Chronicle argued you shouldn't be able to bar people from your house because, quite frankly, it shouldn't be your house. You should have to share. That's what they're saying. This is their Marxist philosophy. Nancy Pelosi just did a similar thing to London Breed, saying, oh, yeah, well, it's terrible. It's got to end. But then she denied knowing where it's coming from. 
like she was confused or something. Well, it's the Democrats' policies, duh, obviously, which the Democrats have absolutely no intention of changing. They can't because they'll lose their base. In other words, the internal polling is a bloodbath, and there's not a damn thing they can do about it except maybe talk out of the side of their mouth about how they don't like it either. The changes it would take to fix it will never fly with their constituents. But if they don't get them through, if they don't tamp down on this, uh, which they have no way of doing, uh, the visuals will continue to come out of San Fran. Yeah, it's a chicken and an egg problem. There's no real solution to it beyond pretending that they, too, want to end the very crime their laws and rules and philosophies are facilitating. But here's Nancy Pelosi trying. Notice there is no pledge to do any single solitary thing about what's actually causing this. What it is, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. You know, obviously, it cannot continue. Uh, but the fact is that there is an attitude of uh, uh, lawlessness in our country that springs from I don't know where. Maybe you do. And we cannot have that lawlessness uh, become the norm. And the lawlessness springs from I don't know where. We just don't know. What is she saying? We're not going to make any changes to any of the laws that have facilitated this. Uh, But we are going to recognize it now that it's hurting us in the polls and pretend we care. But trust me, they don't. How else can you tell there's blood in the water in terms of their internal polling? By what the CEOs of several corporations just did. Two dozen of them, in fact. They just wrote to Congress with the CEOs signing the letter requesting legislation that'll begin to make it hard for these people to sell the stolen goods online. No way, no how were the Democrats ever passing anything like that. But the fact that they're asking the Democrats is the blood in the water. Why? They smell weakness. A lot of these are the same corporate heads who made protection payments to the Democrats during the era of George Floyd when they almost all donated either directly to Black Lives Matter or groups that are like-minded or support Black Lives Matter. Those were protection payments, a nod to the Democrats' power that they could turn an evil eye on your corporation and completely destroy you with the mob. This was a sign of weakness at the time on behalf of the CEOs and strength on behalf of the Democrats. That's reversed. Believe me, they wouldn't sign their names to a letter like this if they still feared the Democrats' ability to unleash the mob. They know they don't dare. And it's fascinating to watch this. Here, Fox News has it today. It's in an article called Woke Retailers Who Asked Congress for Help Amid Smash and Grab Supported Left-Wing Police Reforms. And they did. And you got to love the karma here, okay? I mean, just the stupidity. Nearly two dozen CEOs signed that letter to Congress asking for support as theft crimes rage. Specifically, they want to make it hard again for these people to sell the goods they stole online. That included the chiefs of Target, Nordstrom, Levi Strauss, Ulta Beauty, Home Depot, and more. One problem. They all donated to Black Lives Matter, uh, the Equal Justice Initiative, uh, or the ACLU during the time most gave to all of them. And what did they get? Their lobbies raided, their display cases smashed, their stuff stolen. Earlier this year, for instance, Nordstrom, which repeatedly has been targeted in California, reaffirmed its loyalty to Black Lives Matter during Black History Month. In 2020, Target announced $10 million worth of commitments to advancing social justice. Yeah, which has turned out to just be a bunch of smash and grabs. 
They made donations to Black Lives Matter, the National Urban League, all that kind of stuff. And what did they get? Raided. Levi Strauss and Co. donated $100,000 to the American Civil Liberties Union following Floyd's death. And yeah, you see what they got with that, too. On and on and on and on. So the fact that these CEOs are willing to sign their name right now to this, to the Democrat leaders of Congress, shows that the CEOs now know the Dems are weak um, and that Black Lives Matter is not the thing anymore. If it wasn't that case, they would have never written it, fearing an even worse invasion by the mob. It means the tide is shifting. I sure hope these businesses have learned their lesson. Because it's not like it wasn't totally spelled out for them. Remember... As they're writing these checks to Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of the organization, who says she's a trained Marxist, was telling them exactly what she planned to do. Property destruction. We are very obsessed with property damage. Um, Property damage is seen as sort of like the pinnacle of destruction and violence. Um, And we rarely hear the media focus on police violence or police terror. Although I guess in some ways you can't blame the CEOs, they were playing by the old rules, the Al Sharpton rules, where uh, the mob shows up and embarrasses you, calls for a boycott, but then you have a come to Jesus with Al and his friends. You write them a big check and everybody goes away. They didn't realize when they were doing all this and supporting the Democrats uh, and their, you know, groups, the Black Lives Matter, uh, that those rules had been thrown out the window. They don't count anymore. They've realized the game is up, and that's a good thing. So's karma. But not everyone has. Folks, if you are still watching the NFL or, God forbid, buying their merch or tickets to their games, stop. They are out of control. It turns out the NFL is still funding, defund the police groups. They're their Inspire Change program. Yep, they've donated millions. Fox News just did an investigation of this and broke it down, including Vera Institute of Justice, Oregon Justice Resource Center, the Community Justice Exchange, Black various Black Lives Matter chapters. Listen, how bad is this? These groups collectively are advocating, according to Fox News, for not only the total defunding of police, but abolishment of the entire criminal justice system, including the courts, prisons and jails and police officers they also want the total abolishment of any kind of immigration um deportation or enforcement along with total open borders it's their inspire change fund and it's horrifying the group also runs by the way that the nf the group the nfl's funding the national bail fund network Their chapters include the Minnesota Freedom Fund, the group that gained notoriety for bailing out rioters and domestic abusers uh, during and after the summer 2020 riots. So this is the NFL directly advocating for crime, violence and property destruction with absolutely no repercussions. So some still haven't gotten it. And the NFL is one of them. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.